Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 396. Today is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. We got four more episodes until we hit episode 400. And we were talking about today, and we got something special planned. And you just have to wait and find out uh, until next week to find out what it is. But it's going to be super fun and super different. So, um, but I'm super, super excited about this episode today. Uh, this is the first time we've had this guest on this year. And we got, mm, it's going to be good. Guys, exciting news about the wells. Uh, many of you have heard me say this, but many of you have not. We used to dig a freshwater well every three days. And we have changed that henceforth. It is a new freshwater well every two days around the world. And uh, you guys are making waves. Anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, that goes towards this ministry. And a lot of you guys believe in it. You're like, man, I just love Elijah Fire. I just love Elijah Streams. I want to support them. Uh, but it goes beyond that. And um, there are thousands of people that are being impacted around the world by getting fresh, clean water. So they're not getting sick because or dying because of waterborne illnesses anymore in these communities. And these water wells impact thousands of people. Thousands of people have been open to the gospel because of your guys' donations. Uh, so without any further ado, we're going to play a quick video and then we're going to get going. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. All right. Without any further ado, my guest today, he is a singer-songwriter uh, currently uh, part of the band. He's the, the the front man of the band Circus on Broadway. So if you like harder stuff, it's definitely for you. It's good. So I do. You guys know I'm a big fan of like Christian metal uh, and just rock in general. I have a nice plethora of music I like, but especially uh, hard rock and, and metal. I really like it. So, uh, But he is also a minister uh, and he's the co-founder of Contagious Love International along with his Amazing wife Jennifer. Without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, friend of the show, Monday Martin. What up? What's up? Welcome. Welcome to Elijah Fire 2024. I think this is your first time on this year. I think. First, is it? Yeah, you're right. Because we did one so. in December, it was. Yes. Yes. Good to see you, Jeff. Yeah, Thanks for absolutely. having me back, man. Or maybe it was early. Not, see, now I'm looking live because this is going to bother me while you're talking. If I have to correct yes. myself, I'm going to, because I don't want to lead people astray, you know. Anyway, this is going to be good, guys. While you're tuning in, share this broadcast. Yeah. I want so many people to hear what the Lord is bringing forth right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And Illumination did clarify it was December. 
Yeah. So, so this is your first time year. on this year. Yeah. So uh, what have you been Come up on. to, man? It's been a, a crazy couple of months for sure. Been up to a lot. Um, Jennifer just had her dark horse school, Franklin. Um, she was, and myself and her dad, Rick Vincent, was the key speakers. And a powerful, powerful move of God happened. Um, and it's just continuing. Like we're taking it on the road this weekend to Huntsville um, to our dear friend's church there, the dwelling place. But man, like I played my, my band got to play on the final night. Mm-hmm. We did two, two of our songs and casted the vision before our partners and friends of where the Lord's taken my band into the dark, dark places um, as we're going to be planning a, a spring and summer tour coming up here. And then uh, we did a worship song, The Power of God Hit. We did a prophetic, spontaneous worship. People were hitting the ground, weeping, crying. Uh, and we all got from the Spirit with some friends of mine prophesying over me that uh, we're going to be carrying revival into the music industry. Yeah, come on. And um, that's that's what we're so excited about. Um, we're in a powerful season, uh, and it's all about like an awakening. And it has it it, it really involves the eyesight. Uh, and God is going to help you uh, open your eyes in this season to see what He's doing, so that you can get your eyes off of what the enemy's doing and get your eyes onto what God. Uh, is is doing right now in our country and i can't wait to get into that so boom it's gonna be powerful dude i'm i'm glad you said that too because i think you know something that we say a lot on this show is that whatever satan is doing it is a it is a reaction to it's a counterfeit and it's a reaction to whatever satan can see in the spirit better than we can which can be annoying sometimes um but um the reality is, is that he- hell is always reacting to what heaven is doing, whatever God it's gonna is going to be. Doing. Yeah. And he's in trouble. Like, yeah. I just want to, I want to tell everyone right now, like he has pushed the envelope too far. Mm-hmm. Um, the remnant in the church knows it. They, mm-hmm. they see it. They're not going to stand for it anymore. Um, he, and he, he has played his hand too far this time yeah, and we're fed up with it. And we are about to start giving him the biggest headache that he has ever had. Um, the reason he's been fighting so hard is he's sorely afraid of the remnant, remnant that's rising in the body right now. And uh, he knows that he can do nothing to stop it. So he's only just trying to discourage people in this past year, this past season. He's been trying to get our eyes off of what's important uh, because he's, he's terrified of what he knows is coming. And a lot of it has to do with a prophecy that Bob Jones had given about the Billy Youth Harvest and some of my time I spent with Bob Jones. I want to share some stories as yeah. God's been highlighting it. Um, but we're about to give the devil the biggest black eye. We're about to kick some teeth out of his mouth. Uh, he is going to be screaming like a little girl uh, because the church is fed up. There's a remnant rising. I don't care what it looks like, but I'm telling you there's a remnant rising. And we are going to be a people of praise. And you're going to see uh bob jones prophecy begin to just like take full speed this year well why don't you because you mentioned it now and there are going to be some people who don't know who aren't aware of bob jones's prophecy there are a lot who are but specific i mean obviously he's made several prophecies uh many of which have come to pass but which prophecy in particular are you talking about so a lot of people know about the billion youth harvest prophecy Mm -hmm. but i don't think they know some of the back 
the background of this word. Uh, so before I get into the dream that I just had, which please stay tuned in because yeah, it's God good. just released a, a serious dream that I had had about America waking up. Um, and there's already been signs in the natural happening. And I'm telling you, uh, like I said, if, if you want to get dev the devil angry and give him two big fat black eyes and just there's there's going to be blood on the streets. He is going to be crying. Um, I need you to stay on and listen. But Bob Jones gave a word um, and it was in the 70s. And just to give you some background, uh, when he went to heaven, he actually died. Uh, and the reason that he died was in the 70s. God had showed Bob Jones uh, three things. I think, I think it was four, but the first was that they were going to create a pill that would uh, cause the baby to go away from the, the mother's wall and suffer in the womb and die. And that happened. Wow. And yeah. in the 1970s, he began to prophesy about this abortion pill. And then he started seeing homosexuality would be an incurable disease that would literally go on the streets. It would be paraded in the politics and it would be paraded on the streets. It would be a disease that could not be cured. And those that fell into that sin uh, would fall under the judgment that was coming. Uh, and, you know, there's there's no excuse. You can say I made this way or made that, but it's ultimately a man's decision or a woman's decision. And it comes down to self-blame, but there's also forgiveness for that sin, just right. like any other. Mm -hmm. uh, but he saw that the Lord had showed him that it would be like a disease paraded in the streets, paraded in the media, paraded wow. in politics uh, that would literally not be cured. He said entire nations would be taken down because of this, uh, this sin. Now, the Lord had also showed him that there was going to be a combination of two drugs coming together. Um, that would be like a viral, they would go viral around the world. And that was meth. And he said in 20, in, in 2000, the Lord said, when that happens, I will begin to set my hand a second time to America and there shall be a call to repentance. And, uh, 20 years later, 2020, uh, we saw the beginning of a prophecy that was given to Bob. Now, all these things the Lord showed Bob, and he began to prophesy in the 1970s. Well, the enemy appears to Bob in the 1970s, late 70s, and says, if you continue sharing those prophecies, I will kill you. And Bob basically looked at the devil uh, who was in his room and said, you can't find a place for me. Uh, you're not going to kill me. But it happened. Uh, his life was taken, and he died of a heart attack. He went uh, to a place where he was standing before Jesus. And there was a very short line before Jesus, but he said to his left, he saw a, what looked like a grocery store roller that you put your food on. And he said, multitudes of people uh, were on this roller and they were going into a place that looked like eternal outer darkness. And he said that it was 98% of the world's population uh, that were going into outer darkness. And he began to weep. And um, and the Lord, the Lord said, you know, Bob, I will go back. I, I would go back for just one of those people. I would go back for just one. Now, he looked at those people going to judgment. He said some of them look like drugs. He said they, they're going to serve the God that they served on earth. Some of them look like money. They had money all over them. And so they were going to serve that God uh, forever, eternally lost. Um, and he said, you know, some of them looked like um, other things, just things they worship here on earth. Mm -hmm. But this is crazy, Jeff. The one thing Bob said that had 
his attention was every single person going into the outer darkness looked at Jesus. And they said that Bob said he was white and there was a, there was even a brightness that came out of his light. It wasn't just a brightness on himself. There was brightness coming out of the light that that shone around him. And they all looked at him and they said, they said, it was true. He's real. And I knew I had a chance. Like every single one of them had the witness. He's real. He is who that person told me he said he was. He is who that woman told me. he. And I didn't listen. I rebelled against God. Um, so Bob thought he was going to heaven. And he literally was like scared because he'd come out of such deep sin. And he was like, I, I, I hope I make it. I, I hope the Lord doesn't tell me to go to that dark place. And uh, the Lord said, uh, he, he, he looked at himself. And this angel standing next to him told him he had white robes on. So Bob looked at himself and he said, wow, this is it, Bob. You got you you made it, man. This is the greatest day of your life. And so he goes before the Lord uh, and the Lord is asking each person one question. Did you learn how to love? So he asked this woman that went before him, did you learn how to love? She's about 98. And she said, I did learn, learn how to love you, but I didn't learn how to love people. And the Lord said, you're right. You got very angry at people who hurt you in the church, but you loved me and you're still welcome in, but your rewards will be little. So she walked in um, and, and as a result of her not being able to forgive the church, she was still saved. So praise God. But she, she her rewards were small. Her, her rewards were small. Uh, but there was also another lady that went in before him that was a black woman. And the angels were so excited when they got before the Lord because they had helped her in her ministry, in her life. And she had had a ministry of compassion. And, and the Lord said, did you learn how to love? And she said, I sure did. And she reached up to Jesus and kissed him on the face and walked in to Jesus. Like Jesus was a literal door and people were walking into him to go into paradise. Uh, Bob asked, Jesus asked Bob, did you learn to love? He said, I hope so. And, and Bob said, stop right there. It's not your time. I'm sending you back. And Bob said, no, Lord, I don't want to go down there. There's no one is listening to me down there. And, and the Lord said, that's not true. You're a liar because you just said that. He said, people <laughs> are listening to you. And he said, I'm going to send you back to anoint a leadership uh, that will help usher in a, a harvest that humanity has never seen in the world before. And he said, you, you take all the revivals in the past. Jesus told Bob, I'm going to multiply it thousands of times. It'll be greater than any revival you've ever seen. And, and no one will be able to compare it to the past because it will be such a great outpouring of the spirit. And Bob said, when it starts in 2020, it will never end. You know, and we've seen that, Jeff. We've seen yeah. revivals come and go. Uh, we've seen revivals hit Canada. And they went. We've seen it hit Pensacola, but they went. But they were for a season, and they were for they were good, mm -hmm. and they served a purpose. But Bob Jones said this revival will never end. That reminds me of a story. I remember a girl uh, who was in Bill Johnson's church years ago, got caught up in a vision. She was sitting on the father's lap, and the father was reading books from his libraries to his children, and. This girl sat in the father's lap and the father said, what book do you want me to read you? Now, other people before her had been like, I want to read the book about Jesus or I want to read the book about Paul. And, uh, and, and when she got into God's lap, she said, God, I want to read about the 
the, the revival that is coming. So she was basically asking for the future. And God looked at her and said, oh, you mean the one that will never end? Come on. <laughs> so before Jesus comes, he's going to come. And that word we began to see started taking place during 2020. Bob had been prophesying at Morningstar. Rick Joyner handed him the mic and he said, 2020 will be the year of rest. And you saw what happened. We were all forced to rest, yeah. but we were also forced to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that there is a, there is a stirring and there is a move of the spirit. And I'm telling you that the eyesight has been blinded and, and God wants you to take that smoke screen off. There's a scripture in the Bible and it says, our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down strongholds and that word strongholds literally means smoke screens so the reason people can't get saved and they can't see the light of jesus or the gospel is because they're literally seeing through smoke and what happens when the church prays and begins pulling down that smoke screen off of their neighbors off of their friends off of their schools off of their colleges off of their communities you will see people begin to awaken. I I said it before and I'll say it again. Jesus was in Matthew 21 and the blind came to him. It says the blind and the lame came to him and he healed them. And it was always the blind. And God said, that's this season for America. God says the people that are blind are going to come to me and they will see again. Hmm. And it's spiritually blind this time. Uh, And if you can see it, you can have it. Just like Elisha was told by Elijah when he went up in the chariots. If you see it, you can have it. And all God needs right now is a people that can see. Shake off the past. Shake off this last season. Shake off the abuse that just happened to you this last year. Mm. Shake off the discouragement. Shake off the disappointment. And pray in tongues. Get on fire again and see what God's about to do. Because I'm telling you, if you see it, you can have it. I'm going to say that one more time because someone needs to hear this. If you see it, you not just me, not just a preacher, you can have it. Mm. We're going to get into this. Yeah. Well, man, y'all got me preaching. I don't know what's going on. Someone's (laughs) pulling today. Yeah. Yeah, no. Come on, dude. Well, let's jump into your dream, dude. You had a dream. You had a dream dream. on the 21st of December. Yeah, 1221. And that reminded me of the first call that Lou Engle did in the mall in D.C. And and Lou Engle's son was 12 years old, and he got up on the microphone, and he said, Lord, raise up the Nazarites. Raise them up at 12 instead of 21. And people just went crazy in the crowd. Raise them up at 12 instead of 21. And and guys, uh, I had this dream on 1221, and we're saying raise them up at 12 and not 21. Mm. Uh, and And it has to do with youth. Now, I preface the dream with a scripture and I have to read it. Cause it's like, if I don't get this out, the rocks are going to cry out, <laughs> but it says in the scriptures. And, um, you know, when you, when you need a, when you need a bread, when you need a daily bread, don't forget, you know, your, your, your mind's awakened, you're alert in the spirit, but don't forget your goss pill. You need a pill every day and you need to take the goss pill every day. So don't forget, uh, because the word is life. Uh, And this is in Matthew 21. And what we're looking at is the time where the kids began to cry out after Jesus had healed the blind and after he had healed the lame, uh, the the chief priest got angry 
uh, and because basically um, people were the kids were, were crying out in the streets and they were saying Hosanna. They were saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And um, Jesus was moving in power. And that's what he's going to do in this day and time that we're in right now. Um, but uh, it says the blind and the lame came to him and he healed them. But when the chief priests and teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children, let me say it again. And the children, guys, children are so important to Jesus. You remember what he said, suffer them to come for as such as the kingdom of heaven. Remember children, you have to be like them to enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Kim Clement used to say that word enter means perceive. You have to perceive like a little child to actually enter into the kingdom. Talk about like portals of glory opening up over your home. All you do is just be like a child and perceive God. This year's a, a year where God's opening our eyes and we're yeah. going to begin to perceive differently. Mm-hmm. We're going to begin to perceive differently. And they perceived who Jesus was. So they shouted Hosanna and guys, uh, they got angry and they said, do you hear what these <laughs> children are saying? And isn't that just like those pharisaical, sadduceical skunks that you got today <laughs> in the church? Mm-hmm. You know, someone's yeah. always got to pour a wet blanket on something good God's doing. But it's not mm-hmm. going to work anymore because no. I'm mad at the devil and so is the remnant. And the remnant's tired of being pushed to the corner. It's time for the, the church to take the center stage this year. Yeah. Uh, and God's going to use the youth to do it. Uh, and, and Jesus replied to the, the skunks. And he said, yes, and have you never read from the lips of children and infants out of the mouths of babes, you have perfected praise. I want to say that again. Out of the mouths of babes, you have perfected praise. That word perfected, Jeff, is a Greek word that is cartizo. And the word cartizo literally means to mend or to fix what has been broken. Hmm. So when we begin to praise, we perceive who Jesus is and we become vocal about our intimacy and we declare into the glory that is coming upon us who Jesus is in our praise, in our services, in our Bible gatherings together, uh, in public, in our schools. We begin to declare to the lost who Jesus is. And we begin to lay our hands on the sick and they recover. We begin to take it to the streets and we begin to declare the good news over a generation. And we begin to declare the cross. God perfects. And that word cartizo is to mend what was broken. So when we, the church, begin to declare and decree, there is a mending and there is a fixing to what has been broken. And I don't know about you, but doesn't everything look broken right now in America? Mm. I'm telling you, there is one ace up God's sleeve and God is calling the youth. So I want to get into the dream. I know I'm, I'm like going like a jackrabbit. No, you're good, dude. You're good. Love I it. Like this flow today. It's like a prophetic yeah. flow. It's different mm-hmm. than what's been on me um, times in the past of being on here. But yeah, something was released in, in this conference that I was just in. And oh, I feel it saturating people right now that are just mm-hmm. in and just share this broadcast because I'm telling you, there's going to be such a word release that will transform you. 
Um, but back to 1221, um, I was awakened out of a dream in the presence of God um, that, that shook me to my core. And what, what happened in the dream was I was like in a gymnasium full of youth. And they were all what looked like high school students, age 15, 16, 17. And I knew that I was one of the speakers in this high school. Now, that's not new for me because during my 365 days of evangelism, I was going to the high schools and preaching Jesus, the gospel and winning people to the lost. And right before our first tent revival. And so this is a familiar territory to me. So but in the dream, I began to. Uh, I began to not preach a sermon or, or open the Bible and, and take th- it, it was like the Lord said, no, get up now and release this word. And I knew that I was supposed to say the following words. I said, I got up before all this, this youth in the gymnasium. And I said that uh, God is giving America a final call and God has given America one last chance to repent and to come to know him as Lord. And uh, this is going to be the last chance. And I said, and, and guess who is going to be the ones that are going to do it? And I pointed at the young people in this dream and I said, it's you. And I knew that God said that this coming wave of revival in America that's going to literally shift things over this nation and literally change history over America right now is, is the youth responding to Christ. Hmm. And in the dream, I said, as a sign that God is calling the youth to to repent and turn this land back to God before it is taken from us by the hands of our adversaries, God will begin to release a sign. And I said, that sign is going to be sirens. And I, I looked at them and I said, get ready. All of you are going to begin to hear sirens go off. They're going to go off in places people won't know why. And it will be a sign that God is calling the youth. Hmm. And Jeff, two days later, I think it was Miami, Florida had a, 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 had some kind of juvenile crazy event that happened at the mall. It was all over the news and it was involving youth, just like the dream I had had. I said, God's releasing sirens as a sign that youth are going to be the ones that turn the tides in America and do you know that 120 cop sirens blazed through the streets of Miami right after I released this word? Wow. And it was involving a supposed uh, like juvenile fight that had broken. Oh, out. yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I know what you're talking there about. Was, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there was supposedly uh, kids had picking up sticks to defend themselves. And please, you know, I'm not dumb. Listener, you're not dumb, Jeff. We're not dumb. We know it doesn't take 120 cop cars to go break up a little youth fight in a mall. Uh-huh, yeah. And so we we have heard stories of things that were appearing there that, mm-hmm. that remind us, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the in the coming of the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get into it all that. I know it's a lot of it's conspiracy, but there's an attack on the youth. There's an attack on the duration, and God released sirens that night. And Jennifer helped me release this word. And do you know, we have had report after report of a mom uh, uh, putting it on the thread and said, you wouldn't believe my kid's high school just had the sirens go off in their high school. And no one can say why. Another guy gets on. He said, yep, it happened over here in our state. We had sirens go off at our school and no one knows why. 
And now this is even crazier. We went to the Send in Nashville recently mm-hmm. where Lou Engel was and, and Francis Chan and many keynote speakers and uh, the youth were going nuts at the front center stage. They were boshing. I mean, they were loving Jesus. They were just having an elated time with God. Uh, and it's just a whole stadium full of people in Nashville. Uh, and the moment that Jennifer and I walked in that stadium, guess what was going off inside of the arena? Sirens. Sirens. Sirens were going off and we, you know, people in the event could not hear it. But if you were out where the food was and stuff, there were sirens going off. And it's just, again, a reminder um, that, that God is going to anoint the youth. He's going to cause the youth to, to, to out of the mouths of babes, perfect praise. Out of the mouths of babes, they're going to fix and mend what has been broken uh, in America. And I'm telling you, moms and dads will be a part of it. And it's not moms and dads aren't left out and the grandpas and grandmas aren't left out for it shall be a joining of the generations and uh, the anointings of all of our, our generations coming together. And one fell swoop, God is going to move across this land. Uh, yeah. they're, they're going to try to uh, mask us again. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's this year, but it's coming. And this time the Lord showed me we will be on the road to demask us. It will not happen. Mm-hmm. The church, the remnant will resist it. There will be revival in the streets. Uh, there will be protests, peaceful protests in the streets. And this time we will not be put caged and we will not be caged in the corner. The church will demonstrate even more. Uh, judge for yourselves, the disciples said to the Pharisees, what is right, whether to obey you or whether to obey God. Mm. And that is what this young generation, they see through all the, the nonsense. They, they, they want what's real. They have seen the fake. Uh, and the attack uh, of the enemy has been so strong upon even their eyesight and their discernment, not knowing like what this is and am I a pronoun and am I, I'm so confused that, that the Lord is literally going to drop on this young generation mm. with like a Samuel anointing and he's going to call out to a Samuel generation and moms, you're a part of it because you cried out for this. Don't forget moms and dads. You prayed this through and God heard you and he is going to give you Samuel's. Oh my God. And they'll Mm. prophesy Jeff and their words aren't going to fall to the ground. We're going to start seeing kids give prophecies of events to come and they shall happen. They will prophesy elections and they shall happen. We're going to start I've had dreams. You. It's interesting that I've, I've had dreams about that, of interacting with young people. I was yeah. probably like a couple of years older than I am now. Actually, since I had that dream, it, I'm, I'm closing in on about the age that I saw myself in in the dream. It was one of those dreams where like it was mm. real. Like I knew it was real. I knew what I was seeing was real. Like I was seeing a window. I like God transported me almost to the yeah. future. And because there's nothing out of the ordinary, but it was, yeah, there's a girl probably about like 12, 13 that prophesied over me and didn't have language. See, that's the other thing. She didn't have language for it. So she said she, she didn't know that, oh, she's prophetic, that she has a a prophetic gift. She thought she was a psychic. That was the only word she had. So she said, I'm a psychic, but I knew in the dream that it was, she was prophetic. And so I just, I said I followed her over to this table with her friends. Yeah. And, um, and so then they all prophesied over me, but I corrected her really quick. And I said, you're prophetic. You're not psychic. You're prophetic. And then her other friend who I could tell had been a believer for longer. 
uh she she's like oh yeah and she actually just got saved and like that's what <laughs> she told me and and Whoa. so then they prophesied over me and like i have all of it written down i remember exactly what they said um yeah i will not share it on the show i'm supposed to keep it to myself but um but that it's it's those types of things that you're talking about and i'm seeing at the time we we weren't really seeing what we're beginning to see now and so it's really cool how god i mean god's so many steps ahead of us you know yeah and um and so this is a really exciting thing for me because i think it like number one even the dream that i had but a lot of what you're talking about too is is to don't get so we don't need to be so dogmatic about like no you have to say it exactly this way like <laughs> god analyzes the heart and i think that us allowing like ourselves to get out of the way and allow the holy spirit to have free reign to do what the holy spirit ha wants to do is going to be the best course of action as yeah man yeah and i'm so thankful that, that you have been a part of the remnant that saw this coming wave uh, it, it, touching the youth and the church is quite frankly like there's been many that have done a great job at not disenfranchising the youth but of course, i was yeah. recently preaching at fire church in murfreesboro tennessee and the lord gave me a brilliant idea and, and it's it's been happening but i just i it, my my eyes awakened to it uh that we have been dis disenfranchising youth because of we we, we so-called to their so-called like um gaming addictions and we've kind of been putting judgment and stigmas on them uh but god had me get up recently in front of this church and i actually gave an altar call for youth because i said god is about to do something wild and i looked at every single young person in that building and i said god is about to raise you up to be gaming evangelists and i began to look at them and i said mm -hmm. some of you will go into virtual chat rooms and will lay hands on people in the chat room and they'll get healed and you will get words of knowledge mm -hmm. from the holy spirit and you'll prophesy and god is about to do a new mission field yeah a new mm -hmm. mission field and it is the uh virtual reality world and it is the gaming world and gaming yeah. chat rooms and discord mm -hmm. servers twitch and i was like and you kids are going to see revival in the gaming community uh, a lot of times in these communities people get bullied and they, they commit suicide and so what better place for god to raise the youth up to share the love of jesus and perfect and mend and fix what has been broken in kids' Dude, lives. And it goes so international. Cool. You can go across borders. You can go into Arab countries. You can go into like uh, <laughs> unreached nations, if you will, yeah. with the gospel. And and God's just like, he's sitting and laughing at the devil. You know? And, mm -hmm. he's, like, and he's, he's like, man, the church has no idea what these kids are doing. Right now. They, he, mm -hmm. they have no idea. But kids right now are getting saved daily because of gaming evangelists. And mm -hmm. man, the youth came up and they were salivating for God. They could not believe it. And I felt this awkwardness in the room. Like the parents were like, oh yeah, my, my kid does game. But I never thought of it being used this way, you know? So mm -hmm. the kids were just blessed. They didn't feel disenfranchised. And I say it to you, young people, if you're watching right now, get ready because you're about to share Jesus with people uh, when you least expect it while you're on those gaming platforms. Yeah, and come on. God needs you. God needs you. Mm -hmm. God needs your hands. You need your voice. And I saw it years ago. I saw it in 2005. Uh, I saw that God was going to begin preaching the gospel through people's hands. And here we are a generation later. And man, that's what, exactly what's happening. People are getting saved through, through text 
they're getting safe through gaming, everything we're putting our hand to, um, like literally we're putting our feet into places uh, by putting our hands into places. Yeah. Crazy. And another thing that I would say too is don't be so quick to – don't be so quick, uh, whoever's listening to this that needs to hear this, I guess, to dismiss something if you don't quite see – the end result yet. So God may have you start doing something or investing in something right now or studying mm-hmm. into something or picking up a new skill that you're like, I have no idea. I feel like I'm supposed to do this and I have no idea why. Um, or even the outward appearance, like Monday, it's you were pretty vocal about this when this happened, but when you got back into, you know, doing the stuff with circus on Broadway you know, like you started, you know, shaving the sides of your head, all this stuff. And people were concerned. Right. And I, like, I knew you and I'm like, don't, right. I mean, Monday's good. Like, it's, it's like, it's just, you know, it's like, it, I, I always equate that to like, I become all things to all men, you know, like right. that I might win one, you know, or I might win some, you know? And, yeah. Um, that's it. And I think that, like, can you speak a little bit, you know, you are in the, uh, I would say, would you say you're like in the mountain of religion and the mountain of, of arts and entertainment? Would you say those are two that you bounce between or is there? I think so. I think, and there's a mountain that God wants us to take and he's looking to the Caleb's and we're just like, yes, we can take these giants down. Yeah. Uh, We've been through enough to know like the devil always loses. Yeah. You know, he always attacks the hardest when he knows God's about to move the the strongest and the fastest. And we're, we're fed up. We're, we're so tired of, you know, we've been silenced. We've been censored. We've been pushed aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day that he's trying to steal, kill and destroy. And uh, God's like, look, I've got a whole mountain that I want you to take. And this happened in the seventies and the Doobie brothers were like, sure, Lord, we'll do it. We'll write a song called Jesus is still all right with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went viral. It was playing in taverns and bars mm-hmm. and dance clubs. Actually, I think it's Jesus and is just all right. Just all right. Yeah. Yeah. The so DC talk saw, did DC talk did a, a, a yeah they did yeah. yeah and you saw like uh, spirit in the sky yeah you know and and it was that is the season we're in where it, it, people are more concerned about the sound that's coming out they're not so they're not so concerned with who is the person behind the sound and what do they believe but if you have a sound uh, from heaven. Uh, that captivates the hearts of youth that captive it's because we've been watered down recently with so much auto tuning and trying to sound like other things. And there's, there's been a lack of a deficiency of creativity and God is releasing creatives right now. All you got, all God's the, all God needs is your yes. You know, if you give him your yes, uh, he'll give you the, the tools to get there and the energy and the strength and the, the determination and the, the friends that can pray for you to help pray you into that mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel. God has surrounded me strategically with friends right now, intercessors. Jennifer's praying for me. My wife's a powerful prayer warrior. Rick, mm-hmm. my in-law is a powerful prayer warrior and they're praying doors opening for us. And that's the mountain that I feel called to. Uh, and a lot of it will be in the secret place where we'll just be, you know, behind the scenes uh, talking to other people and what's going to be, what's going to happen is you'll see uh, a shift shift happens. <laughs> shift <laughs> happens. Okay. Let's begin to say that instead of the other yeah. shift happens. Yeah. And if ever before in a time 
in history have have we needed a shift to happen it's right now yeah come on um, you know Dude. we we see what the enemy's trying to do to this land we see the bondage we see the control we see the manipulation and you know th there's a whole generation that's being awakened right now their eyes are being opened and paul talks about it in the scriptures he says lord i pray the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened that they may know the hope to which you've called them the riches of your glorious inheritance of the saints and your incomparably great power come on those that leave <laughs> help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today when your eyes open you can fathom yeah. a power that you have along with other saints those who believe that power the bible says is like the working of his mighty strength that he exerted in christ when he rose him from the dead so yeah. I'm talking about a people that begin to fathom and see their eyesight becomes open. The smoke screens removed and that same eyesight leads them to into the light of God. We're in his light. We see light and we begin to embrace and understand and know that we have the same resurrection power that was inside of the Lord Jesus that resurrected him from the belly of the earth. And I'm telling you, the young kids are going to get this and they're going to be like, I can heal the sick. I'm going to go out right now to my high school and lay hands on kids. I'm going to pray for kids with casts. I'm going to pray for that, that lady with crutches. We're going to see miracles. And you just, just get ready. You're going to see a wave of youth evangelism in the high schools. You're going to start seeing high schools touch down. They won't talk about it on ZNN or all the negative news, the constant negative news network. But there shall be moves of God in high schools that cannot be explained. Mm, come on, come on. And then also too, I would love actually for you to speak some into, you know, you mentioned you're going to be looking at doing some festivals with your band and, and stuff. What are you seeing God preparing to do within or doing currently within the mountain of arts and entertainment, specifically as it pertains to the music industry? Because yeah. I think it's not lost on people, especially this last year in 2023, we saw a big push from Satan in different music artists in their iconography within their music videos even content within their songs um it's it's undeniable that this is out there but to me even when i was looking at it i was like this is bad but obviously satan is seeing this wave coming from the lord that he knows he can't stop mm -hmm. so he's obviously trying to pull down and muddy the waters as much as he can but but can yeah, you speak sure. up maybe a better word than maybe what we saw in the music industry in 2023? Like, what do you see God doing within that industry, especially as you're kind of poised to enter into some of these festivals with secular artists and things like that? Yeah, I see um, sing a new song unto the Lord. And what's been happening with me is like God's giving me dreams with melodies and songs in them. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened to the Beatles, but it was like the other side trying to like use them. Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds was one of their biggest hits. And that came to Paul McCartney in a dream. And literally like people in the church are going to be, they're going to start being given sounds of heaven. And God is going to ask the church because it has to first start in the church if it's going to happen in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You see Jerusalem as an example of this, like Jerusalem's salvation will be like a blazing torch, uh, it, it says in Isaiah. And that that everything that affects Israel affects the church. And judgment 
when God wants to judge a nation, judgment first begins in the house of God. So God, my wife's been saying it for a long time. God is going to judge um, the, the politics in the worship and, and to where we feel programmed. And, and God is asking worship teams like, don't do the, the mundane and the normal and the, the, the rehearsed. Like God's going to cause worship teams to begin to go into prophetic songs and, and break the pattern, break the rut, break the mold that, that tries to control us. Uh, and you will see like worship bands uh, all over this nation right now getting hit by the glory of God. And new songs will be released that will literally break chains off of people in the audience and the congregation shall come under the wave of God's deliverance. His hand will move, and it is all released through sound, sound. There's a new sound arising, mm -hmm. and there has mm -hmm. always been a new sound that will captivate a decade. You had the sound of the 80s and new wave invasion, and everyone went crazy over it. They loved it, and in the 90s, it was grunge rock. Mm -hmm. It was, we're not going to try to sound like the metal bands in the 80s. We're going to do it different. We're going to take our punk rock inspirations and our rock inspirations. We're going to throw it into a big potluck and we're just going to see what it sounds like. And you had grunge rock. Well, now we're in a decade where everyone is about to start releasing a new sound and a new song. And I've been saying it for a long time. I've been even rapping it. A new sound is going forth that will change the weather. Whether or not you believe it, it will still sever the sheep from the goats. And man, I know that it's close, so please put down all your dope and all these endless false hopes and come take a ride with the most high. He'll make you feel higher than a butterfly and make you want to testify for the frequent interventions that you've been given, which holds you in such a merciful position. A new sound is going forth that We'll chase the weather, bring all my dogs from the east and the west <laughs> together, and the south side so the know it has begun when the north side begins to hear the sound of the sun. Come on, everybody, lift your eyes up to Zion. Get on the eagle's wings and dance through the clouds of desire. There is a horizon that's lit like an ember fire. We're getting ready to see the coming rain of Messiah. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. Of Messiah. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> I love you, dude. That's amazing. That happened. That happened to us at Jen's conference this weekend, dude. We just went into this, this place of a new sound. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't rehearsed. We yeah. made it up Johnny on the spot, but the glory came. And Jennifer said, I experienced a glory on you that I've never experienced before. And people were just dropping, hitting their knees, pounding the floor, uh, uh, going into intercession. And we were singing a song about wake up, wake up, Jacob. Your name is no longer Jacob. Wake up. You're not sleeping anymore. And we prophesied to this youth generation, your name's Israel. Wake up. See the ladder that ascends straight into heaven. See the angels that are going up and down upon the son of man. And mm. upon the revelation of Jesus, upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. And when we, when we begin to open our eyes and see what the Lord is providing as he visits us at Bethel, at the place of meeting, we're going to see, uh, we're, we're going to become inundated with, a, with, with the revelation that God loves us. We are loved. Uh, we are part of a family. He is our father. We are his sons and daughters. And his sons and daughters will be the ones that shift the tides because we shall decree into the glory what we see and it will begin to shape, take shape in the natural and signs will happen in the natural. And Jesus even showed me this. Uh, one of the things he prophesied was going to happen before his coming was that there would be great earthquakes everywhere. Earthquakes, earthquakes, earthquakes. 
And the Lord showed me the reason that this has been happening is because the earth is groaning right now for the manifestation of the sons yeah. of God. And Jesus even said to the babes when they be, when they praised him and they told them to shut up and be quiet. He was like, if they don't shut up, the rocks themselves will cry out. And the reason earthquakes has been happening and the tectonic plates have been rubbing up against one another is because uh, the devil has told us to shut our mouths. Mm. So in 2020, yeah, dude. Put a mask over your mouth. Don't say who Jesus is. Don't talk. Don't sing. Don't worship. They were even telling churches, you know, you can meet, but don't sing. Well, and I would even say, Monday, that this began before 2020 because yeah. there's a lot of state laws now that prohibit specifically, they say it's you can't share your your religious beliefs at, at work. Right. Um, but it's specifically Christianity. And I witnessed this many times when I worked up in Portland, um, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. it was, it was a double standard. People would talk about yeah. the new age tarot cards. They could be Muslim. They could be Buddhist, whatever. Mm-hmm. They had complete free reign to talk about it. But the second somebody mentioned Jesus, wow. that's when you got in trouble. And you got um, a lot of jobs for that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I saw this even before 2020, but I think 2020s were really, I mean, it was like the trap was sprung, yeah. I would say. Um, so, yeah. Well, and we we witnessed it like on a level that we had never anticipated. Mm-hmm. And we were taken back. We were like, are you serious? And God was even like, are you serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we're going to take, we're going to take it back. It's time to take it back. And if you see it, God says you can have it. If you see me in the glory, you can have me in the glory. Mm. Elisha saw Elijah ascending to heaven in that golden chariot of fire, and he saw it, and he got a double portion. Yeah, he, he got said, a, double I want a double portion, portion. and Elijah he said, got, if you can see me get taken up. Yeah, yeah. double portion, double yeah. portion. And didn't Jesus say, you shall do greater things than uh-huh. I, uh-huh. because I go to be with the Father? Mm-hmm. double portion let's talk about that for a minute double portion yeah now have i walked on water i've done a lot of crazy things I've not yet crazy miracles but that's not one yet. i haven't done not yet not yet have i walked through walls i haven't yet but i sure try to <laughs> i know joshua mills <laughs> at full speed yeah <laughs> joshua mills put his hand through a wall Dude, I've met people that like they've had like they lost their bags in the flight and they were like uh they were like talking to the attendant and they're like, Yeah, sorry, you're yeah. it's on a flight, and they said they the the person said, You watch, God is gonna put my gonna put my my uh luggage right there. And and, and all of a sudden they hear this bang and it appeared in front of them, and so then she goes to this like uh, someone else and she takes this guy with him the worker and then she they were like because they were aware that she missed her bags and she's like oh she's like they're like you have your bags and then she goes and they go what happened and then she looks at the guy who wasn't a believer and she goes you tell him what happened and then he's like it was uh there's nothing there and then it was like all of a sudden it was just like there was this bang and he, like he was like fumbling all over his words and everything <laughs> uh, and i've met people that have actually like transported like yeah it happened to me too yeah, and so I'm it's in crazy. faith whenever I have to drive because my in-laws are four hours away. 
Uh -huh. I always text them, hey, we're on our way. And I always say, God, if today's the day that you transport us there and we're there in five minutes, like I'm open, Ooh. like let's do it. And one of these days, man, I'm gonna be able to like testify to my family. Some of them aren't, aren't walking with the Lord and they're gonna mm -hmm. see as evidence. They're gonna be like, how did you get here so fast? So it's amazing to think about like Jesus is not in competition with his bride. He he wants us to do greater, greater yeah. works and take us into greater glory. And, and people have been prophesying for a long time. And I used to uh, be able to hang with Bob Jones. He talked about the greater glory. Um, and what was it in this scripture that made the, the people cry, the children cry, the youth cry? What's going to cause the youth of America to cry Hosanna? What's going to cause them to cry? Is it just like a, a little gospel track that they found? No, I'm, say, I'm saying it'll be that and the power um, because Jesus had just healed the blind. He had just healed the lame and it caused the youth to go into an uproar. So we see Satan playing his hand and trying to make Wicca like the next American religion and new age and all this counterfeit stuff. And the youth are going to be so fed up with it because it makes people sick. It gives them curses. Mm -hmm. But when they find the light, when they find the light, my God, tap your neighbor. When they find the light, oh, my Lord, they'll realize that all of that was just a fallen demon's effort to copy and mimic the glory. Yeah. And um, yeah, I tell you, I tell you, Bob Jones talked about the greater glory. And uh, I knew a friend, you know, and, and we're going to start seeing this like young people, um, just like just like in the, the French Huguenot days. Uh, Young kids were were prophesying as they as they slept walk and, and they would get up in in their beds and they would begin to prophesy things that were coming to their regions. And it was always youth like God was always highlighting youth. Uh, and they, they, they said about the French Huguenots that they used to show up to where these kids would wake up in the middle of the night and they would prophesy. The kids wouldn't even remember it. They'd wake up the next day and they wouldn't remember it. Hmm. Um, and we've seen in church history like the Jansenists that were also in France. And many of them were young people in their teens and they were so filled with the glory and they were so unashamed and they were so in love with Jesus um, that God would put them on public display. And in the streets, they would go out in what was called the fits and the jerks and convulsions. And um, they, they were so heavily persecuted by the church that they literally were trying to kill them in the streets and they were trying to stab them with swords, but God wouldn't let the, the sword pierce them. It would bounce off of them like rubber. And so they were unkillable and they would prophesy in the streets. And we're about to see this happen. Like you will wow. see the gospel being preached and you will see signs and wonders following because mm -hmm. it's time for the Jews to come in in America. Mm -hmm. And we know the Bible says that the Jews seek for a sign and God's about to release a wave of glory on the youth and sirens in the spirit. We're going to start hearing sirens again all over the land mm. uh and in the jewish the jewish nation is going to come in in a day come they on. shall come to know yeshua mm. uh in this land america come and you're on. about to see jewish people of influence in hollywood jewish people of influence in the music industry jewish people of influence um all over america they are going to get saved and they will be the next wave of apostles and yeah. prophets and teachers, evangelists, pastors in our land. Mm -hmm. And God will use their influence and their favor to reach the masses. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging because again, I've had several dreams and visions about key things within Hollywood. Like one of the big ones that really stuck with me 
I mean, just like really rattled me in a good way mm -hmm. was I was in a time of worship with the Lord. And all of a sudden I got taken into a vision and I was in a soundstage. So for those that don't know films, a lot of times they're built on sound stages. It's a giant warehouse that's contained. Um, and that's where they'll build sets. Um, and there was like these partitions, these curtain partitions. If anybody's ever been to like a convention, there are those types of partitions, partitions where it's like aluminum poles with like black curtains. So those were set up as like a small space to hold church services before the actual day of shooting. And this this wasn't this was I actually never shared this. Wow. I was um, I've never shared it on the show. Um, and I was there was a partition in this soundstage and I knew it wasn't like a Christian film. It was just a, a normal film, but there wasn't this air of criticism over this church service being held there. It was just like a prayer time, but there were chairs kind of set up like half circle. There were probably, I don't know, 75, a hundred people in there. And it wasn't this pristine. Like I could see all the details of this. Like I was there wow. and I was kind of going through this crowd of people and there were people in the entryway that were curious. There was an air of curiosity and almost hunger. And I was kind of going through this group of people. And then I see myself a couple of years older. I was probably, I don't know, probably mid forties, I would say uh, yeah, and I'm up at the front. And I knew that this was my crew for a movie I was doing and I was praying for my crew. And there were other believers there that I could see, but I was praying for, I remember I was praying for this African-American man mm -hmm. and he was being delivered of homosexuality. He's like weeping in front of me as I have my hand on. This is all before like a day of shooting. And wow. I think that, and I've also seen other times where I got, I got invited to gatherings. Like guys be prepared in this next, I would say this next decade, especially. Mm, yeah. Um, Church services are going to be held in really unconventional places. Yeah. Like I've been in office buildings, like really nice office buildings where they actually set out an area for people to do church services. Again, I've been on film, like film sets. This is happening. This is going to become a very normal thing. Um, <laughs> and it's super amazing. You guys, I'm so excited. Like just different. Like I'm excited for different is what I'm excited for. Like, there's been such a hunger Monday for people that are just like, man, just give me the real Jesus. Like, I, know, I don't want I all know. this, like this, you know, church culture. I don't want all of this, like, you know, structure and, and program, like, just give me the real Jesus. And like, I know that is coming. You guys, it's here in a lot of pockets. We're seeing it bubble up to the point where it's not, we can't deny it anymore, but it's going to become unstoppable and it's going to be like guys we're in like it's we're on the cusp of extraordinary times like really you're right you think alani frisbee and they were baptizing people in the ocean and you think of uh this spring and summer just get ready because god's going to do it jeff like meetings in parks again meetings outside and meetings near the ocean and you're just going to see waves of revival pockets mm -hmm. of revival uh no man will be able to take the glory uh, and no man will be able to you know, merchandise it because it's going to be happening everywhere, mm -hmm. all over this, all over this mm -hmm. country, this spring and this summer. Um, get ready. And ministerial efforts will be flattened 
by the glory of God, because nothing you can produce in any ministerial effort uh, will will equivalent to what what God is about to pour out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just have to yield. You have to yield. You have to give up. You have to give your entire service to the Lord and just say, you know, whatever you want to do, do it. If you want to take us outside today, bring the whole congregation outside, but be flexible. Um, because Jesus said, we're like the wind. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. You know, and you think about that, like he, he said, those that are born of the spirit are like the wind. We're going to see a young generation rise up when we hear the sirens all over this land that are like the wind. And if you hear sirens, email Elijah list and let us know that it's gone off in your high school or your college or whatever. Yeah, email. We want to hear too. about it, but you too. Wind. I think that encourages you. That you know, people writing you too encourages you to be write our to ministry that. as well. Yeah, org. But you think about the wind. Um, Jesus said, "The wind blows wherever it listeth." Uh, the King James language says, and "You can't see where it's coming from, but you can't see where it's going." Well, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So you just picture yourself. You're like in a, sh- in a sailboat, and the Holy Spirit is the wind, but you're a people of the wind. So what do you do? What do you do? You put the sail up, and you look to heaven, and you stare into the cosmos, and you say, blow. And you all you do is be pliable, and all you do is be ready. Be ready to take be ready for him to take your ship wherever he wants. I'm telling you, he's about to move in your family, mom, dad. He's about to move in your church. I'm telling you, the, the greatest revival that we've ever seen is happening right now. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, it's not going to be in, in history. You're not going to have to read a revival book and get goosebumps in your bed anymore because you're going to be living it. I'm telling you right now, God's about to move in colleges and high schools, and there's going to be a wind that blows. And you will see the island of the misfits. And you will see the ones that felt like they weren't loved by the king, by the lion king. And there'll be like a a rescuing of the misfits, like the misfit toys in that Rudolph episode. And God will gather him and he will, they will be gifts. They will be gifts. They will be gifts. And I even see by Christmas, we will have experienced such a move of God that, that people in their homes this Christmas will be rejoicing as the glory of God visits their family and family members come to Christmas parties and get healed of cancer and families will rejoice because of the waves and the moves of God over this land. And I see such a visitation of the glory coming, Jeff, that even people will gather to meet in homes and break bread to, 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 to discover the word together. They won't have enough food to feed people. And the Lord's glory will come so strong that the food will be enough to feed everyone that comes. Hmm. And there will be a multiplication and and the feeding of the the multitudes will happen. And it'll be the youth. Who did Jesus use to feed the youth? I mean, the the multitude. It was a young man. Think about it, folks. We're talking Uh about you. He had the loaves and the fishes. And and Jesus said it was enough. I'm telling you, 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 you have enough. God, God sees you. He sees David. He saw David. He saw a young David, and it was enough. Hmm. He had enough. All he had was his passion. He didn't have a lot more than that, but he was shepherding those sheep, and he had God himself, and that was sufficient. What did God say to Abraham? He said, 
I am your exceeding great reward. I'm telling you, the youth are going to know that God is their reward Mm -hmm. and there's nothing greater than him in this life. And we're going to be so zealous and on fire for God. We will see moves of God pour out into the streets that no man can stop. No demon will be able to stop. No political candidate will be able to stop. No government will be able to stop. You try to put us in camps, you still won't stop it. You try to just put us in prisons, you won't be able to stop it. The whole prison will turn into a revival and the prison doors will break open. I'm telling you, God is about to move so strong right now that we will see the Lord working with us, confirming the words through signs and wonders. If Peter gets put in prison in another country right now, there's going to be an angel that comes to let him out because it is time for the move of God. It is time for acts. It is time for a people who will call upon the name of the Lord, who will yield and tend their garden well and will not bow down to the cares of this life or the riches of this world, but they will bear forth fruit a hundredfold, I say. Man, I just feel like preaching right now. Man, I'm lit on fire. And man, I just can't stop. You're going to have to stop me, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you direct that into into praying for people? (laughs) Yeah, because I saw some people actually wanting God dreams. They're wanting... They're wanting this too, you know, and I think this, what everything you've been talking about has been resonating with people. So why don't you channel this into, into praying and releasing some stuff over people? Yeah. Right now, Lord, I thank you that we are that people. Uh, and, and all you, all you, all you asked us to do is come to buy and, and we, we come to you and we buy that gold refining the fire and we want to come to you and, and, and we ask for that I self and we want that I self Lord. So we don't look at the cares and the worries around us of riches and money and, and, and the worries of, of life that are choking the word out. But Lord uh, Jesus, right now, your people that are crying out to you on this broadcast, uh, they're just saying, give me that eye salve. And it's coming. You're gonna, some of you are going to feel it come on your eyes, like literal heat coming on your face. And God's giving you new eyes. And I'm telling you that you, you will see in the spirit and God is opening up. Uh, uh, portals of glory over your home, portals of glory over your city. And out of those portals will come gifts because we know that the scriptures say every good and perfect gift comes from who? Of the Father of lights. And it comes from above. And Lord, we thank you that we are a people that live above and we receive from the gift giver. And we're going to start praying from above. Uh, we know that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and we'll start praying in the spirit. And we'll know that we're literally praying from our throne and from our seat of authority in heaven and our prayers will literally be decreed from another realm and god wants a people right now that operate from another realm and it's not hard you don't have to like you know go to like bible college or cemetery to get i mean seminary to get this you know you can (laughs) you can get it now you know just under the glory some of you you get drunk in the holy ghost and you think man that was fun and and but you have no idea what's happening to you god is visiting you He's anointing you as you're getting drunk in the spirit and, and you're taking it and you're like, he's stuck to you like honey and you're entering into like what feels like a honey cloud of glory. And you're going to go into extended times in the presence of the Lord. And as you do, people will get in your presence and that honey will rub off on them and people will feel his presence as they get in your presence. And Lord, I thank you. It all comes from seeing and knowing I thank you that we will be a people that say, open the eyes of our heart, enlighten our eyes that we may know the hope to which you've called us. And hope is like an anchor and our anchor is solid in the rock and we'll never have hopelessness because we have an anchor that is built in hope himself and built in faith himself and built in love himself. And that anchor is in the rock uh, that that, 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 that we build our house upon. 
and the waves and the waters are beating upon us, and it does not fall, for we are founded upon an unshakable kingdom. Uh, we are founded on an unshakable rock, and all the kingdoms of this world are about to be shaken, and houses of sand will come crashing down, and uh, houses of sand, even in relationships that are barren in your life, will come crashing down, and God's going to put new relationships in your life. And strategies of sand are going to come crashing down. Uh, what worked in the past may not work in this season. And so pastors, leaders, evangelists start getting new vision from the Lord. We need new wineskins so the old ones don't uh, burst. And because God's pouring out something so fresh and so new that it, we, we won't be able to, to fit it in yesterday's box. But it's today's manna. And today's manna uh, will not be yesterday's bread. It will be today's fresh, hot bread from heaven, and we will feast on the lamb, and we're going to feast in the bliss, and we'll feast at the wedding banquet even before we go there. I'd say to you uh, that, that we'll experience such glory uh, that we'll, some of us will literally be able to taste from the wedding supper of the lamb before we even go, and we will pull things into, into the present, even that we're from the future. How do I know this? Well, Jesus said to Mary, woman, it's not my time, and yet she pulled his messianic ministry into the now because of her hunger and because of her faith. And so there will be a people that see so far ahead, see so far into the heavens, <laughs> and they'll, they'll be seated with God and they will laugh in the heavens uh, because they've seen the end of the book and they know that we win. And we will feast on the lamb and we will feast on the fresh manna. Oh, people, I say to you, eat it right now. It's not frozen vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not frozen vegetables, man. It's not Hot Pockets. It is freshly cooked lamb with fresh hot bread and wine. And Jesus is putting it on your table that is literally prepared before you in the presence of your enemies. Yeah. So, Father, that's it. You have your hand on that one right there. That's the evangelist. Their name's. Cody, and I think you're touching them right now. You also have your hand on that one right now, David. You're you're you you're going to bring forth a Davidic. You're going to raise the raise the fallen tabernacles of David in your city. It's time to raise the fallen tabernacles of David. I even see uh, there's uh, someone right now, and you have eye problems where you see flashes and and floaters. Uh, and and some some that might even need a cataract surgery, but God's melting that stuff right now. Mm, and you, and and as a sign that God's opening eyesight spiritually, people watching this broadcast, their eyes will be healed. And I see floaters going, I see cataracts melting off, and I see 2020 uh, vision being given to people uh, even right now. So there's going to be eye miracles as a sign. Yeah. That the Lord's enlightening our spiritual yeah. um, eyes, and there's also people right now that have been waiting, and you feel like you've been in the, you're just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord, and you feel like I'm running out of patience. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, and God says there's a new wind that's about to blow on your sails. You don't have to have it all figured out. Uh, you don't have to. Do it by this equation or this equation or A plus B equals C because I'm going to blow on your sails and there shall be a new direction 
coming into your life. And even with your finances, a new investment strategy and, and a new business strategy and even new church ideas that are going to multiply rather than just it you just have one person from the pulpit ruling. It will be multiple pulpits and it will be all over. It will be multiplication. It will be in homes. There'll be discipleship. There'll be discipleship meetings birthed out of your loins in this season. What worked yesterday will not work today. What your what phew, what worked yesterday, man, I'm getting hit by the power of God, will not work today. What worked yesterday will not work today. So just drink from his cup and eat from his table. Eat the fresh hot bread. Eat the hot fresh bread. For he is the bread of life. They're, they're receiving it. I know that there's people right now that, that are getting baptized in a new wave. And it's just Holy Ghost visitation and fire. And Jeff, you're getting it. It's touching you. You're going to get it. There's new sales. Mm. There's new winds. There's new sales. There's new even streams uh, uh, coming to you. Uh, new streams of income to you and your wife. There's ideas that, that your wife's been sitting on. And God will put feet to it. Mm. I'll never forget I had a dream where Bob Jones came up to me at a conference mm. and, and he laid his, his feet uh, upon me. And then one of Bob Jones' sons also came up to me and they laid their feet on me. They didn't pray with me with their hands, but they prayed with me with their feet. And that's the gospel of peace. And you have the shoes of the gospel of peace, you and your wife, Jeff. And, and Elijah, uh, Elijah Fire is uh, one that you have stewarded well. And God says, well done, you're a good and faithful steward. <laughs> and because of that, God's going to start putting feet to ideas that he's birthed in your wife and that he's birthed in you. Thank and you. communities will become uh, surround you guys that will help put feet to, mm. to it. And I even see people coming to serve you and people coming to volunteer. And uh, they may invest first without being paid. And all of a sudden, things are going to explode financially and you'll be able to pay them later. It's, mm. it's weird. It's like, I just see, <laughs> I just see something that you're going to do. That's going to shift. Mm. Uh, and I see multiple, uh, stream. I see five streams of income coming into your mm. life. Five streams. Wow. I gave this word to someone yesterday and I see it for you. It's the number mm. of grace and it's going to be five streams of income. Some mm. of those streams will be new to you. Thank you, Lord. My name means my name means peace. I don't know if you know that. It means divine. Oh, peace. Jeff means peace. Come on. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Man. And I'm telling you, man, there, there's a whole people that tuned into this today by divine appointment. Like you thought you just tuned in by accident, but God had you literally tune into this broadcast mm -hmm. by divine appointment because yeah. He's anointing you. Yeah. And He's gonna use you so powerfully. Yeah, come on. And all He needs is your yes. You hear the sirens in the spirit and you see the youth awakening that he's doing, but it doesn't matter your age. All God needs is your yes, mm -hmm. because God's going to use the Sarah's and he's going to use the Moses's and he's going to use the Abraham's and he's going to use the Caleb's and he's going to use the Joshua's. And it'll be a joining of generations. Mm -hmm. That'll preach the cross. Yeah. The cross is going to be the most popular message in this next decade. Come on. It shall be the cross. And it shall be the blood and the cross of Jesus is not an intersection that says all roads lead to Rome. The cross has four 
points. And those four points are the four corners of the world. And the cross is not an intersection. It's a bridge. Hmm. And that cross is a bridge inviting the four corners of the world to walk into the very center of the cross where God himself hangs through his son, Jesus. Hmm. And he suffered for humanity. And it always preaches good news. Yeah. And it always tells you, you can be this. Hmm. You don't have to be that. And it's always going to tell you who you are in your future and your eyes will be set to the heavenly city and you shall see the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven and you shall not be confined to the chains of Satan any longer for they are breaking over you today. I'm telling you, there's a breaker anointing and chains are being broken yeah. off and God's inviting you to the very center of the bliss, the very center of the party, the very center of the joy. The cross is joy. The cross is peace. The cross is hope. Yep. The cross is restitution. The cross is restoration. And even the Bible says the heavens are retaining Jesus until the restitution of all things. And as a generation preaches the cross, there shall be a restitution and Jesus will come back. But we have to come back to the center. We've been distracted and we come back to the center today and we say it is all about you, Lord. It is all about the cross. It is all about hope. It is all about freedom. It is all about good news. It is all about peace. It is all about joy. You know, Bob Jones used to tell me, he said, don't ever lose the joy. If we lose the joy, we have nothing. Hmm. Every move of God, if they lose the joy, the move of God will not be sustained. Hmm. And so I tell you, people, be a people of the joy. Yeah. Be a people of the joy. Yes. And God wants you to know he loves you. And I, I, I say this because I've been talking so much about Bob. Uh, but I was when I was hanging out with him, uh, Bob Jones, one day, uh, I told him a dream. And in that dream, um, I had had a dream um, that I had shared with Bob. And it was that a church, uh, God connected us to a church, but it was supernatural because I had the dream when I was in Israel. And a number appeared on my cell phone in the dream. And the number had the last four digits. That was 1411. I wrote the dream down. And then the second night, that same, uh, that same, that same trip to Jerusalem, I called that number. A lady with red hair answered the phone and I called her. She answered and I prophesied over. Well, lo and behold, I take these dreams that God gave me in Israel and I called someone when I got back to America, I called the number that God gave me in the dream. And it was a lady with red hair that answered the phone. I said, do you have red hair? Yes. I prophesied over her. She got blasted. And she said she had just been in Israel right before we, we got home. Dude. And that church had us out and began to be, be, began to give into to our missions to Israel. We went 20 times. Um, but lo and behold, that same church had experienced a revival and an outpouring of signs and wonders, uh, miracles, untold miracles were happening there. It was called the Carpenter's House. Um, and I told Bob about this and I said, what does this number mean to you? And he said, that's 1111 because he saw the 11 at the end of the four digits that God had given me. And the lady said that was a rollback number. So when her main line was busy that number would pick up. So she knew that I heard from God because I wow. found a number that was unpublished. Wow, dude. <laughs> and God, God told Bob Jones to tell me that, that, that was Isaiah eleven eleven, and wow. that God is, God is turning his hand a second time. And that day the Lord will extend his hand 
a second time to recover the remnant that remains of his Mm -hmm. people. And I'm telling you, you thought it was over church. You thought we didn't, we didn't get it right in this last season. And maybe we didn't, but God gave me a word through Papa Bob Jones and prophet Bob Jones to tell the church that God in that day, God's extending his hand yet a second time to recover the remnant that remains of his people. Mm. And in that same meeting with uh, Bob Jones, I had had another dream that I shared with Bob while I was awake. Mm -hmm. And that dream was me and Bob were fishing and I took my fish and lure and I wasn't catching fish and I was getting discouraged, but I put it back in and my lure caught on to a key set that had three golden keys And I took the keys and I gave them to Bob. So I met Bob in person and I got to share that dream with him. And he said, those three keys are what you carry for this generation. And he said, it's the prophet, it's the apostle, it's the teacher. And then he put it in my face and he said, and God wants you to know, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And and I want to tell the church that because that's the name James Gall helped birth um, and give birth to uh, for our ministry is you need to know, son, you need to know, daughter, uh, that God loves you. Mm-hmm. You are so loved. You are so valued. There's nothing you can do about it. God loves you. Yeah. You can go to the depths and he'll still be there with you. Mm-hmm. You can make your bed in hell and he'll be right there next to you. And he'll Psalm never 139. give up on you. Psalm 139, baby. He will never give up on you, too. Mm-hmm. You think you failed and failed and failed and failed. Well, God's right there knocking, saying, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Let's yeah. get to work. Yeah. Come Let's on. get to work together, you and me. So good, man. Oh, I feel the mm-hmm. glory. Yeah. <laughs> that was super good, dude. Kind of oh. just like sit and stare for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, man. Okay, oh, Monday. God. If you can muster, how can people follow you, especially as you're embarking on some epic stuff this year? What's some good places for people to follow you? Well, be careful following me because I'm a pretty crazy person. No, I'm just kidding. You follow I mean, me. You on are, YouTube. but like, you know, like in yeah. a good way. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Monday Martin. Uh, oh, please, Instagram. Follow me there, M U N D A Y M A R T N. Of course, go to our website. Uh, we would love to have you partner with us and just dream with us together. Find out what events we're doing that are coming to a city near you. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's got a lot of events coming to a city near you this year. Contagiouslove.org. And there you can, there's a lot of material and media that can also bless you and encourage you in your walk with God. Love it. Love it. Well, Monday, who's on tomorrow? I tell you the truth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, it is Jennifer Martin, my wife. I can't wait that's for great. it too. Yeah, I believe great. she'll bring something because she's carrying something very fresh, mm-hmm. and uh, she's an Esther, mm-hmm. and God's got anointing on her for this mm-hmm. season um, of deliverance. And yeah. and so I just I challenge you to invite everyone you know that needs healing, needs deliverance. Uh, but God has an Esther anointing on her, mm-hmm. and I've never seen anything like it in my life. Yeah, she's God's God's set her apart for the season. That's for sure. So um, everybody that is going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. 
Jennifer Martin is in the house. We went Monday. We did the one-two punch of the Martin household. We got Monday, and then, uh, and I know some of you are saying that's a missed opportunity. That Monday is not on Monday. We've already done that. Been there, done that several times. Uh, you've been on on Mondays, um, but yeah. So tomorrow, Jennifer Martin is in the house. She's been sharing a fresh word. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Um, that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys. Also, if this blessed you in any way, please prayerfully consider donating to us through ElijahStreams.com slash donate. That allows us to come on, move and groove. It allows us to do all kinds of stuff, uh, but also uh, you're getting in on the water well efforts. So, um, guys, we love you so much. We're so blessed by all of you that support this ministry. Show up every day or most every day. Um, so yeah, be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Jennifer Martin. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.